Thank you for joining us as we elevate the Black Entrepreneur Experience by interviewing CEOs, thought leaders, innovative thinkers, and Black entrepreneurs across the globe. I'm your host, Dr. Frances Richards, and we are so excited today that our next guest created the award-winning podcast platform, Alive, which strives to give a safe haven to Black creators by protecting content and putting dollars in their pockets. Welcome award-winning media executive and CEO, Angel in Lavis. And we also have Yusuf with us, and we will have Yusuf and both Angel introduce themselves. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for um, that amazing intro. Excited to be here with you. Um, so yeah, um, Yusuf is our uh, one of our co-founders for Alive. So Yusuf, you want to tap in and kind of give a quick intro? Uh, absolutely. Um, pleasure to join you, Dr. Francis. Yusuf Enriquez, co-founder and chief innovation officer of the Live Podcast Network. Uh, happy to be here. Um, looking forward to the discussion. Well, you know, you two are speaking my language. Um, I'm six years into the podcasting space. So I want to hear about this award-winning podcast platform and what brought about the inspiration. Yeah, so um, I've worked in the media space for over 20 years. And during that time, I have had the absolute privilege um, and honored to work with some very renowned um, hosts and Emmy award-winning hosts, um, everybody from Jane Pauley to Larry King. And during the time that I've been in this space, I've just witnessed essentially the inequality that exists between, you know, black hosts versus white hosts. And um, I was working on a particular show and it got canceled and it was for uh, a black host. And I felt like, you know, whether you're a celebrity or whether you're an everyday person, I just kind of grew tired of seeing black content being canceled, silenced, or just controlled. And it literally propelled me with one situation where I heard from a listener share how the dissolving of a particular show really impacted his ability um, to really connect and have an accountability partner and he suffered from mental illness. And that really struck a chord with me because it made me realize that a lot of times these large corporations, they don't really care about how programming impacts community. A lot of times they're looking at the bottom line. And that literally spearheaded um, Alive to be born because I wanted Black creatives to have a place to really monetize their content, still own their um, IP while being able to have their voices amplified. Um, and so that's how we, we got to this point with Alive. And how did you and Yusuf come together? Yusuf? Um, yeah, no. <clears throat> so a uh, little bit of backstory. I, I went to Howard University as well as Angel. And so uh, while we uh, were in different discipline, I actually was in the uh, the valley, they call it, uh, where I studied biochem. 
Uh, we ended up with mutual friends that we ended up getting introduced a few years back, early 2018, 2019. Um, of course, the pandemic happened and we uh, um, ended up running into each other here at the gathering spot in Washington, D.C., which is a uh, social club for uh, black think, uh, you know, thinkers and influencers uh, that's created out of Atlanta. And they have their second, now third location in L.A. And so um, knew well ab about Angel's work and had um, been an admirer of her work as well. And so uh, when she explained to me, you know, the impact, because I'm a big social impact person, and she was able to explain this, the impact that this would have for black content creators and how this would, you know, from an economic standpoint, um, drive dollars into black content creators' hand. I was instantly attracted to the project. Um, and then from a technology standpoint, I'm a technology innovator. And so the innovation component of it was always attractive to me on how to bring um, technology um, that I think of most most times miss our community um, into the palm of their hands and which is what Alive is, is bringing that black content creation, uh, economic value to the content creator, but also bringing uh, the level of um, content that's created from an inspirational and educational standpoint to millions of listeners in our community that hasn't been tapped into yet. Dr. Francis, I think you're muted. Thank you so much. I want to thank our listeners for joining us. And if they have any questions for both Angel or Yusuf, let us know. So I want you to fill in the blank. Thank you, pandemic, because... Go ahead, Yusuf. Uh, thank you, Pandemic, because you've been able to open up um, innovation and create avenues for black and brown uh, content creators to uh, amplify their voice uh, across uh, the globe. And my response would actually be, um, thank you, Pandemic, you gave me an opportunity to sit in silence and find my purpose. Um, I think for me, I've always been in the space that I'm supposed to be in. Um, but because of being isolated and um, removed from the busyness of my day-to-day -day life, I was able to really hone in and focus and listen um, because Previously, if I would have gotten that email from the person, I don't know, one, if I would have even actually opened it <laughs> or if I would have just been too busy and bypassed really what was being said. And so I think that not just for me, but I think for a lot of people, the pandemic allowed us to take some steps back, breathe, and really... Um, realize the things that are really important to us and not just keep going with the flow of things. So that that's one thing I would say thank you to the pandemic for. Um, how is Alive different from other 
podcasting platforms? So Alive is different than traditional podcast platforms. One, because we are Black owned, Black women owned at that. Um, And it's the background that goes with it. Um, While this was a product of the pandemic, that was not, it's not something that was new to me. Everything that Alive represents are things and skills that I've gained over the two decades that I've worked in the media space. I think the other thing that's unique and different is it's literally a home for Black voices where we are building community, building creatives, and really helping um, to spread the culture around what it is that we're doing, why it is that we're doing it. And at the end of the day, um, it gives us an opportunity to really monetize um, a lot of times our ideas are stolen from us. Um, they, like I said earlier, like they're controlled. And so to really have a space where we can be free to be creative and own what it is that we're saying, but also being intentional around making sure that the content is has a standard for excellence behind it, that it's quality, that it's enriching, that it's innovative, that it's informative, that it's inspirational. Um, all of those things I feel like is interwoven in between the different shows that we create. Outside from that, the monetization process that we do is very unique um, to anything that exists. So instead of people just subscribing to a podcast platform and having to try to find ad sales or sponsors and all of that, we have a multi-tier um, space where people can make money in various ways. So the first way is through your traditional subscription. Um, people can subscribe to the network and in subscribing to the network, our hosts, which the subscriber selects, they decide who they want to get a portion of their proceeds. Um, we do a 50-50 rev share with our hosts. So our subscription is $4.99 a month. So if you have a thousand subscribers, that's $2,500 a month versus being on traditional platforms and you may not get anything. In addition to that, because we are a hub for Black voices, as advertisers are looking to target that market, they're coming to us because they realize this is the demographic that we are targeting and that we want to have these brands in front of. So opposed to you just being independent and having to you know, do an, an enormous amount of marketing to build your listenership. We have an internal PR company that we work with that pushes out messaging and all of that. But on top of that, um, you also get revenue from your ad sales. Um, and so it's, it's very, a very unique model um, that I think is one of the things that is a huge differentiator for a live versus other platforms. Because when I say we're about amplifying the voice, we are. However, I truly believe that in most instances, we have been taught that we're supposed to do things for free. We've been taught we're just supposed to give information away. However, we have worked exceptionally hard to get the information that we have. Like, you're a doctor. The, the information that you're sharing is not just something, you know, just from your life experiences you have the education to go behind that. And for those conversations, while we do it because it makes us feel good, we should also be 
mindful that it takes time to do these um, interviews. It takes time to put together a well-produced podcast and you should be compensated for that. And so that is um, what Alive makes available for our content creators. And tell me about um, actually raising the capital for Alive. Raising the capital to start Alive. Uh, so, yeah, um, you know, one of the things we did when, um, you know, we saw the power of, of what you know this could do, we wanted to understand how to quickly scale. Uh, as brilliant as Angel is, um, you know, I saw the opportunity for where being in the technology arena for the last four to five years, we really wanted to, you know, do this at its scale. And so, you know, one of the things that... Um, uh, is a hindrance for black founders, especially female founders, is raising capital to um, scale their ideas, which this um, was a unique idea. And so uh, one of the first things we did was start to look at how we could get investors um, to, you know, be interested in it. And one of those things led us to uh, being considered for what we call a tech star accelerator program which provides uh, $120,000 in funding if you are able to um, apply and get in through a rigorous process which took over um, two and a half months to get the nod of getting in getting a yes and so that um, really was able to help seed the, the vision of trying to scale this idea around building um, the Alive Podcast app and then, of course, we had friends and family that um, were also uh, interested in supporting um, young startups like Angel and, and, and myself. And so we were able to raise funding from uh, what we call angel investors to help us do the first minimal viable product, which we call MVP of the Alive uh, iOS and Android app, which both officially uh, launched Black Friday and then the Android launched uh, uh, December 8th when we had our demo day. So we've been able to raise capital to do our first edition of, of our application and are now looking to scale that idea and, and pitch into other individual members in the VC community so that we can raise larger capital to build a, a better, robust um, uh, a live podcast app 2.0. And what can we do right now to support Alive? Yusuf? Um, I, I think we're, where we are, uh, we just came out of demo day. Uh, the next uh, 30 to 60 days is normally critical for a startup founder, especially a black female startup founder, to be able to you know get um, investors that are interested in the um, our app. Uh, but we're also looking for you know influencers within the community that could help us drive uh, more traffic to the application, and and it's all about numbers and scaling. So support from uh, individuals downloading the app on iOS and Android at a live podcast um, app um, is one way. And then for hosts, uh, whether they're senior or junior or starters within the podcast space, um, we do have the platform for all three of those verticals. 
uh, to come and join us as hosts on the podcast um, if they are within, um, you know, inspirational, informational, educational uh, arenas. Uh, we're looking to increase uh, more hosts. We went from two hosts to 20 in the last eight months since we started uh, in uh, early March, late, uh, uh, well, late March, early April. And so we're looking now to uh, onboard uh, the next, you know, 20 uh, podcasters, whether beginners or, or uh, savants like yourself, to the podcast so we could build that rich uh, content so we could have the, uh, the number one uh, podcast network that has uh, inspirational and educational content for our, our black listeners, which are about 64% of listeners that are in the black community have not even tapped into the uh, podcast world yet. And if someone is listening and they are hosting a podcast and they're interested in putting their podcast on a live, what is the steps for them to make that happen? Yeah, so they can actually um, download the app. And once you download the app in your um, app store preference, you're able to uh, click a button that says um, become a host. You fill out an application, it comes into us. Then from there, we um, essentially have a one-on-one interview with all of our hosts because we want to make sure that people are serious about it. Um, If we are helping them generate revenue, we really want to make sure that the podcast is quality and that people will be consistent with showing up for their audience. Um, I do have a very, very (laughs) high standard for excellence. Um, One of the things that I did not mention is uh, we also, uh, I created Tamar Braxton Show, which is also on our network, which we were up for NAACP Image Award earlier this year for that show. Um, and I've won numerous awards throughout my two decades in this space, uh, which we also won a communicator award for another show that's on the network uh, this summer. So we really want to make sure that the hosts who are selected to be a part of the network. And it's not like it's a rigorous process. It's just like, are you serious about it? Do you really care about the content that you're creating to share with our people? And will you be consistent? Um, And if you can answer yes to that and, you know, then we were more than likely, more than happy to welcome you to the network. Um, Because at the end of the day, the content is, diversified content is what, again, is going to make us unique and stand out. And so having a variety of programming is really important to us. Um, And just like uh, for complete transparency, our hosts pay us um, currently in 2022 um, $350 to um, join the network. And that essentially covers being a part of um, the community, We do um, quarterly masterminds where our hosts can get together and share ideas. As I mentioned, we also have a PR company that helps highlight the different shows. We promote all of the different shows on our social media. 
So there's a lot that you get with the membership as well as all of the shows being distributed to all of the major podcast directories. Um, so everything from Apple, iHeart, Spotify, Google, uh, Alexa, Pandora, literally everywhere we distribute it along with having the content in our app. And that's also very different to, than what most people do because they want you to be exclusive to their platforms. Whereas that to me isn't amplifying anybody's voice. That's again, control. So if a person is currently being hosted on one platform, is it required, like if they're already going through that distribution channels, the mm -hmm. ones that you've named, is it required for them to be removed off of that platform and they're coming solely on your platform or how does Absolutely not. So we make it very simple. Like you don't even have to do anything but provide us with a little bit of information and we handle the transfer over um, transferring all of the information because what you don't want to do is lose all of your listeners that you've accumulated for the last 10 years or however long you may have a show, whether it's, you know, one episode that you've done or, you know, 300. So um, all of that is really important to making sure that the brand quality is intact and so, no, we handle migration over to our platform and into the app while still distributing it to all of your major podcast directories. And I think you answered, and Angel, the question. So they will be migrated. So if they're on Lipson, they will be migrated completely to a live. Yes. Um, okay. So that was the question. They yep. would be so if you're paying okay. for Lipson or you're paying for whatever other platform, you would no longer be paying that. You okay. would pay our annual membership fee, which your grandfather did that. And once you, like, you would no longer be paying whatever other distribution fees that you're paying currently. Okay. There are so many brands and businesses that are dominating. Talk about a brand or a business that's dominating that you admire and why. I'll let Yusuf do this one. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I would say, you know, um, I've been a big admirer of, of Uber for a long time. Um, I think what we've seen is the dominance of, you know, ride sharing. Um, who would have thought, right? I, I think the idea of us sharing rides in our personal vehicle, was not really seen as a viable product, um, you know, 10, five, even five years ago. And I think what Uber has done um, as far as ride sharing and cornering, you know, a, a quite substantial part of the market has been an exceptional um, way of innovation that I think um, we're looking to replicate as well as being a first mover in the space. I am big on, you know, um, innovating and re-engineering the way things are done. And so when I look at, you know, the, the 20 plus years that Angel has put into this um, field, uh, you know, the only thing that was missing is being able to replicate and scale it at a, at a global level. And so models like what Uber have done um, where, you know, essentially you would be able to do this level of rev sharing that we're talking about from a podcasting level really resonates to us 
and it kind of fits into some of the pieces that we're trying to replicate now. And uh, so I think that's a, a, a most recent brand that I have watched during its, during its inception to where it is today that really has changed the way, um, you know, the automotive transportation business uh, service has, has um, evolved. And so we're, we're at that point where, you know, a live podcast network will be able to, to revolutionize the way um, podcast is delivered from a content standpoint while still bringing economic value to the content creator and them owning their, um, their content. What is something that we as consumers don't know about the podcasting industry that we should know? Um, for me, I feel like one of the things that I often hear is that the podcast space is very saturated. And while I agree that it is saturated on major podcast platforms, um, and I'm not even going to say podcast platforms because they're really streaming platforms, right? You think about Apple, Yes, they have like the separate entity that is now the podcast, but initially it was everything from podcasts to music. Um, and you see the same thing with iHeart and Spotify. Um, Google is kind of a mixture, right? So when you look at like all of the content that is, um, available on all of these other platforms, you're literally one of millions. When you have the opportunity to be a part of a network, then you're kind of like pulling yourself out of the sea into a small pond. And so a lot of times people say, oh my God, it's so saturated. Nobody's going to hear my podcast. What am I going to say that's different? And to me, it's really the perspective that you are going to bring to a conversation, whether it's around cybersecurity or um, just identity, uh, genomics, like whatever it is that you are passionate about, to be able to be in a space that is very intentionally um, small you know, people are able to find you more. And so changing the perception around like this overly saturated market to being more open to the idea, because at the end of the day, 64% of Black Americans have not tapped into the podcast industry. So that means that if and when, not even an if, when they do, a live will literally be a hub kind of like back in the day when you think of like BET. That was like where people went back in the day when they wanted Black television and when they wanted to see content that was relevant to them. That is what Alive will be for people, this 26 million Black Americans or that 64% of Black Americans that have not been tapped into the podcasting space. We will be their entry point into podcasting. Um, and I think that there is a huge market and opportunity to really have your voice heard and create content that's really going to resonate 
with your community. What is the biggest takeaway from our conversation today that you want our audience to leave with? Yusuf. Um, I, you know, I, I think that's a good way to round this out is that, um, you know, for years as, as Angel started off that, you know, content created by our people have just not been beneficial to us from a monetization standpoint. I think what you've heard over the last, uh, you know, 30, 40 minutes is a, a live podcast network is looking to change that. And we plan on doing that with the community that we know have been historically known for creating great content and just not have been able to monetize it. And so uh, if the takeaway today would be to um, uh, listen to some of the podcasts, download the app, uh, set up a consultation, because wherever you are in your journey, uh, I think a live podcast is will be the home for the future of a black content creators, creating content, and having listeners that uh, are fulfilled with the messaging that we're trying to create on the Alive Podcast Network. And it's very important for us to highlight the fact that this is a revenue share model that will not only uh, provide economic incentive for the content creator, but also creating great content uh, for the listeners. Uh, which is a a big um, milestone of ours to have been able to drive uh, over the last you know, 90 days uh, an application both in iOS and Android store that are downloadable today as we speak. So what is the biggest um, accomplishment that you guys have made over the last 30 days? I'll take this one. <laughs> um, the last 30 days have been truly, truly aggressive for us. Um, I would say, I mean, there's a lot of things that we've done in the last 30 days. Um, I don't even know if I could just pick one. If I had to pick one, I would say it was getting our app created um or apps created because we're available now in both ios and android um and that's something we literally just launched i think the other accomplishment was i think we had a very successful demo day and for those who don't know because i had no idea what that meant before i got into the startup space it's where you pitch your business and or idea to investors and the community so they are, you know, well-versed in what it is that you're creating and what you're building. And so um, we also recently had our launch event, which we kind of celebrated the release of the apps in both um, Android and iOS. So the last 30 days, actually, that's not even the last 30 days. That's like the last two weeks. Um, but... I think, you know, those are some of the things that I'm very proud of. Um, and I'm very grateful for the team that we've been able to pull together to get where we are. Um, truly thankful and grateful for like Yusuf, 
um, for really being like my backbone and helping keep me uh, calm in some of these like very um, tense and stressful times. And I think that's one of the things that people don't realize when starting a business and especially a startup is that your tribe and your village that you decide to surround you with, um, you, you really can only be as strong as they are for you. Um, and trying to do everything com in complete isolation and, and by yourself, um, it's, it's going to take way longer and it's going to be a very lonely journey. Um, so, uh, if I had like one last thing to say, like, I would definitely say like, build your tribe, build those people who will ride for you and really, um, understand you and understand what you need. Because we all need something different and we all need, you know, people to help us kind of get recentered. Um, and that looks different for each of us. We want to thank our listeners for joining. And if they have a question for Angel or Yusuf, absolutely let us know. What problem exists in the world today that you would like to solve? For me, the problem that I feel like Alive is working to solve is, um, one, the ownership of content where we, Black content especially, where we're not just selling our ideas off or, you know, kind of being bamboozled into things because we're like, oh my God, I'm working with this network and they, you know, they love my idea and then what you don't realize is that if you don't do X, Y, or Z, you can be kicked out of your own project, but the project still lives on. Um, so for me, it's really creating a space where people can be excited about owning their, their content um, and being able to really generate some real money from it. I think there are a lot of very talented people out there who are, um, they're managing like, two worlds. They got their main hustle and then they got their side hustle. And oftentimes their side hustle is really their passion, um, but it doesn't, it can't support them. And so creating an opportunity for us to really be able to build an environment that is sustainable, that can help us um, lose our main hustle and really focus on that thing that we're really truly passionate about. Uh, that's one of the, the problems I personally am interested in solving. I'm sure Yusuf has a different uh, response. Um, I, I think just to keep it simple, I'm, I'm, social impact is something that drives me uh, leaving the world a little better place than I, than I got it while I was here. Um, and I think the economic empowerment piece in our black and brown community is, is probably the, the the thesis or the the concept around why I'm I'm always drawn to projects such as you know a live podcast network and 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 projects that involve the economic empowerment of Black and Brown people. I think um, for from ancient history, it's just been the creativity and the ingenuity of our people. Um, the IP that leaves our community gets monetized by everyone else but ourselves. 
And so, you know, my main passion is making sure that that intellectual property and technology or skill that has been perfected within our community gets recognized by the individuals that create it. And so that's really where, you know, my passion lies, whether it's, you know, I'm uh, interdisciplinary across, whether it's podcasting or um, looking at technology and innovation that can enhance our population and how we are able to move into the 21st century. It, it just seems that, you know, everything that has been created in our neighborhoods um, often are more economic and beneficial to everyone but us. And so I'm trying to reverse engineer that, that idea and the status quo so that, you know, the revenue and the economic empowerment that comes from these creativity in our community stays within our community. Speaking of impact, what is the one thing that you do daily that impacts people's lives? I would, um, I, I guess, you know, for me, um, it's always, I, I think for, from my standpoint, it's always looking on the innovative ways and how to do things. Um, I think there has been an untapped resource of our community, of the younger generation and what they could do for the future. Because unfortunately, we're in a new times and technology can really enhance a lot of the things that, you know, even my time and in my, you know, my parents' time have just been the status quo. And so uh, one of the things that I do on a daily basis is to look at what the new generation of kids, being that I have kids, um, how they are looking at the world and how they perceive the world given the pandemic, given that, you know, so much more technology is at their fingertip and how we could, you know, empower them in order to start being engaged and try to figure out other ways of how to solve complex problems within our community driven by innovation and technology. What is your most costly lesson you've learned in life or business? Um, the most costly lesson that I've learned in life or business is that most, um, I feel like you, it's really that you just get one shot at this. Um, you have one chance to um, make an impact, going back to your one question. But I think that is across the board. That's, you know, with your family, with your business, um, and just showing up and, and showing up as your best self in everything that you do. Um, I think for me, I like, I've always just been an overachiever. And so realizing at some point that, you know, you gotta, you gotta balance it all out between, you know, the work that you're doing, raising a family, um, 
and and being a part of a family i think all of those things can weigh heavily on you when you're used to always being the best at everything um and always being the the one that everybody calls on and so at some point realizing that you kind of have to like also focus on you and and what's going to make you happy and feel fulfilled while also being mindful of all of those other things and i think going back to one of the questions you asked earlier in regards about you know the pandemic i think that's another lesson that was learned during this time is that life is short and so prioritizing moments of your life where you know you don't take anything for granted and you're very intentional around everything that you're doing um and not you know not wasting time because like i said like this is it like this isn't a dress rehearsal you get one chance at life and um yeah you just got to make every moment count Talk about mental wellness and running a startup. Yusuf? Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, um, it's a lonely road. <laughs> startup uh, life could be, uh, it's as sporadic and as chaotic as it could be. One day you could be on your high and the next three days you could be on a low. Um, and so, you know, having a strong support system and having, you know, um, individuals that you can lean on uh, is a super important piece of the mental health and well-being uh, as you try to take on what, what most entrepreneurs do is take on these audacious challenges that um, need some level of innovation. And so... While not a lot of people will be able to see your vision at the beginning, um, this is what makes you a true entrepreneur, but it could get lonely when you're the only one that see the problem and see a solution, how you could fix it, and also understand the level of commitment it's going to take to do that. And so um, mental wellness is something that you know has to be at the forefront of you know making sure that you are in a well-being that you could address these conditions and pivot um and handle you know the 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 chaotic manner of of running a startup and so that's different for 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 many people i mean some folks meditate uh myself i'm more of a physical guy so you know working out and staying uh, physically active is is a part of my routine, um, but just making sure that you're aware of your your mental well-being and and taking some level of commitment and time to making sure that you are addressing um, some of those uh, concerns as you start to build out um, what are challenging um, solutions for real big problems. Uh, but, you know, I think there is a level of balance where, you know, I do believe that the level of responsibility that is within some of these things have been given to individuals that can handle it. And so it's just making sure that individuals could 
maintain that work-life balance, which is normally hard, um, but making sure that their individuals um, keep that within their mindset and also having good uh, partners and support from family also helps. If you conducted this interview, what is the one question you would have asked yourself? I want you to ask the question and answer. <laughs> I love how you went off mic. <laughs> um, okay, so if I were conducting this interview, the one question that I would have asked myself um, I think I would have asked, like, why, um, like, why did you feel like you're the person to solve this problem? Um, and I would answer by saying, after working so long in this industry and really witnessing up close and personal um, the discrepancies and equality that exists um, in the, the, the varying cultures um, and demographics. I felt like I have the skill set to really build something that um, can really change the world. I think on top of that, um, I'm very, I'm, I'm an executor. So in every job that I've had throughout my lifetime, I intentionally wanted to know as many aspects of it as possible. So meaning I've, I've may have been the producer, but I didn't mind like building the website and uploading the content and making sure that the audio was available on the web and that it streamed and like literally every aspect of it, like I wanted to learn. And while there are some people who may be like, mm, that's not my job, that's not in my job description, those were all things that because I was um, maybe just an overachiever, but like because I wanted to know so much, I am able to literally take every aspect of what I've learned over the years and pour it into something that's not just about making money for a big company, but really build something and a legacy for my family while also creating opportunity for those who decide, decide that they believe in the vision of Alive. Because if you're on the network, you're gonna win, we're gonna win, so we're all gonna rise together. And so I really think that the vision for Alive was planted in me um, because I'm, I do believe that I'm a very selfless person. Um, and at the end of the day, it's really not about me. It's about the millions of people that I really truly believe that will be able to tap into this network and find something that resembles them or find a missing element that they're not able to get right now. And so, um, yeah, that would be my response. Okay, we've come to the part of our interview. It's called Fun Facts Lightning Round. I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and I'd like you to give me very quick answers. 
If there's something you desire not to answer, feel free to say pass. And um, I would like you both to answer if possible and to pass if possible. Are you ready for the fun facts lightning round? Okay. Yeah. Your ideal car. Range Rover. Okay. Angel, say your answer. Bentley. Yusuf. Range Rover. Okay. Your favorite color. Red. Blue. Your favorite holiday. Aw. Um Christmas. Christmas. Your first job. Uh Stuffing papers. Uh, uh, selling candy at school. <laughs> the last movie you saw. Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Your favorite singer or rapper? India Ari. Rick Ross. Your favorite dance song? My favorite dance song? Yes. Mm. Before I let go, the original. Uh, pass. <laughs> Work out or hit the couch? Work out. Angel and Yusuf, thank you so much for joining us on Black Entrepreneur Experience Live. And we want to thank our listeners for joining before we let you go, share with our audience the best way for them to connect with you and Alive and how to do business with Alive. And feel free to leave all your social media handles. Okay, awesome. Well, first, thank you again for having us, Dr. Francis. Um, this has been truly a pleasure. Um, you all can follow us on social media on all platforms at Alive Podcast app, um, app. And you can also follow me personally um, at the Angel Nicole, T H E E A N G E L N I C O L E, um, on all social media platforms. And um, please download the app; it's available in iOS and Android app stores. You just look up a live podcast, and it will appear. Um, we would love for you to support the network by subscribing um, and selecting a host to be able to support. And you can also learn more about us by visiting our website, which is alivepodcastnetwork.com. Thank you. That's a wrap. Awesome. Well, thank you. Appreciate you guys. All and, right. I'll, and I'll send you over the links. Okay. Hey, awesome. Thank you. Thank so you. Very much. Appreciate uh -huh. it. Appreciate you more. Right. Take care.